This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and welcome to the world famous podcast. Okay. <laughs> I knew you'd get a, a, a rise Today is day 39 and <laughs> we're right. talking about hope after an affair, making decisions as a couple and forgiving hurtful past. That's right. Um, if you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 and something episodes covering all sorts of marriage related things. Go check those out. You can search topics on our website, anatomyofmarriage.com. And as always, the show is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks so much that we're giving you one for free. You can get it by going to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And right now I'm reading Grit by Angela Duckworth and it's flipping fantastic. Mm, what are you reading? Sounds good. I am rereading for the second time that book that the I don't read. The Big Leap. The Big Leap. And also, Hendrix. yep. And then my next book is a book called Oh Radical Candor, and it's about leadership and being a boss and uh, cool tackling hurtful things that are okay. And our friend Kenan is on chapter seven of Can't Hurt Me, which he got on AudibleTrial.com. I think I might read marriage. that one next. I kind of oh. don't want to, but oh, when Kenan says it's good, I believe him. K Man knows. Although I told the K man, I know. Though, so <laughs> you told me like eighteen times. I know. Uh, it's anyway, a, it's a good book. So welcome. Um, we are also on Instagram Live and Facebook Live right now. Join us for some pre-show action and then post-show stuff that you do not find on the podcast. So hello, right. Lily. Hello, Brittany. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Question. Oh, no, review. review of the day. Review of the day. I'll read it. Good spirits news. Good spirits news. Okay. Um, <laughs> Five stars. Uh, five stars. Like being there. Listening to Melanie and Seth is like playing the newlywed game in their living room. You never know what they're going to say next, and some of the time they end up arguing with each other. Seriously, though, this is a very down-to-earth and from-the-heart podcast about relationships between two people who love each other in spite of their differences. Invite them into your life. Thank yes, you. Invite us into your life. <clears throat> Thank you for that review. And if yes. you like our show, please consider rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The first thing that we're going to read is actually not a question. It's a follow-up. So we read an email, I don't know, a few weeks back where, do you remember that? Uh, The husband wrote in to say how you've changed 
that how we had how our show had changed his marriage and that yeah. the wife had had an affair. Mm-hmm. So the wife actually emailed us and she wrote a follow up email to that. So if you caught that episode where we talked about his email, this is a follow up to that. And it says, Hi, hope all is well. Thanks for taking the time to read my husband's email and discussing it on your podcast. It was neat hearing his story, albeit a story that I am not proud of. I hope it helps others learn to navigate through marital traumas. My husband and I are doing really well considering. We've come together in a way that has been truly amazing. We've been focusing on God and praying as a family, going to marriage and individual counseling, and reading books and listening to podcasts to change our mindset and behaviors in various aspects. We've had more intimate conversations than ever. He has dug in and opened up about his feelings, childhood, and the like to help me better understand him as an individual, and in return, I've done the same. Although I wish we could have gotten here without my affair and betrayal, this situation has changed our marriage for the better. My husband is an amazing Christian man, and I am very blessed that God put him in my life. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate you taking the time to create this podcast and the content that really affects marriages or relationships. Mm, Thank you so much for sending that email in. I just really wanted to share it because it was so hopeful. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, that's really awesome. And a story of change and redemption and maintenance and a growth mindset is all there. And I really love the part where she said, we're going to counseling, couples and individual Mm -hmm. we're reading books and we're listening to podcasts and that literally is what it takes it's like okay i have a diet goal or a weight goal or a fitness goal you have to be consistent what is it it's consistent progress in the same direction over time changes your life and in therapy there's these things called a first order change and a second order change and i always get them mixed up a first order change i think is like a temporary thing like yeah you know i'm gonna do this and change then you do it for like a week like a typical new year's resolution but a second order change or maybe that's opposite i don't remember is the change where like like a lasting i am done with this i am going this way instead of this way so maybe that's someone finding sobriety maybe it's um redemption and change after Mm -hmm. an affair and sometimes i also like to say that like major instances like this can be a real fork in the road Mm -hmm. for individuals and relationships it's like this is an opportunity to go this way Mm -hmm. to choose healing to choose change to choose discipline or go this way and Mm -hmm. break up basically well and i want to reveal or not reveal but like to magnify what is going on in this email and in this sort of the conversation between this couple and us is like one of the things that if we look back at our own marriage Mm -hmm. and our own story. So if you haven't listened to season one of our podcast, that's all what season one is. It's 13 Mm -hmm. episodes about us not getting a divorce and how we probably should have, like it would have been easier air quotes. Well, we shouldn't have, it would have been stupid. No, I know. But, um, but in that process of, deciding we're not going to get a divorce like this couple is deciding Mm -hmm. it is um extremely eye-opening for both partners so Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the wife did something wrong right it was the wife did something that triggered this thing and then now the husband is also growing and the wife is growing Mm -hmm. and in our case it was the same thing where i thought oh seth did something wrong he's so terrible total jerk with a capital j and um i wish you just said g just now g with a capital g uh but a a gherk (laughs) gherkin (laughs) but um (laughs) wow but but that being said when we went through our stuff Mm -hmm. 
I was mad at you because you had done sort of the like, it was like you lit the fuse that exploded stuff, but I exploded the stuff. But then we both grew through that. We both right. grew a ton. And and this is sort of the result of that, um, like allowing that explosion to happen. Right. It it Which usually major things like this do, it brings up other issues individually that have been not talked about, that have been like there forever. Mm-hmm. And then also within the couple. And it's like, I don't know. It's I, I think every marriage goes through some iteration of like, oh crap, what are we doing? Kind of thing, uh-huh. you know. And that can take any kind of form, any kind of form, mm-hmm. addiction, betrayal, a werewolf. Um, <laughs> you said it can take any kind of form. <laughs> a werewolf breaks in the house. Who uh, knows, right? And then you have an you have an an, an opportunity, a decision. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we can go this way. Which is redemption, a bunch of hard work, mm-hmm. crazy introspection. Good hard work. Yeah. And, and the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. Or we can go, peace out, sister. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's and go that way. what people often do is they choose to. So like I said, there's usually an, it's an incident, which is like lighting the fuse on a dynamite stick, right? right. Like it's that thing that happens. So it's, you know, looking at pornography or having an affair or whatever it is, uh, overspending money, getting into debt, gambling without telling your partner, that thing lights the fuse. But then there's this moment right between like, you know, Bugs Bunny style when you pinch the (laughs) explosion off. Um, (laughs) So there's that moment there where you go, okay, we can either completely explode and like reshape who we are after that Mm -hmm. or... We can pinch that fuse off and live miserably because all of that pen- potential energy is still stuck in us somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's like, we had, I had that probably more than you had that, like that, the potential to do that, where mm. I could have very easily said, all right, F everything, I'm out, see you later. That, if I had left you, if we had gotten a divorce, I would not have dug in deeper to like any of those things because I would have been like, I'm extra putting the blinders on now because mm. it's his fault. He's terrible. It's blah, right? And I think a lot of people actually do that. Mm-hmm. They take that roid, roid, <laughs> road, they take that road because it's easier. Right. Um, then in a lot in a lot of ways it's easier to be like yeah i'm gonna just bury everything deeper and Again, then they it's are like, that, like wounded times a thousand after that it's like that freud thing it's like freud the freud quote and oh I yeah, always yeah, get yeah. It wrong, you, but it, um uh, like the things you try to suppress come back later yeah suppressed yeah they they always come up they always come mm-hmm. up if you don't deal it's with like them. a zombie apocalypse exact I, I don't know anything about zombies. Hashtag anyway. facts. I do. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that um, update, though. And I hope that that's encouraging to people who are going through hard times. Because pick that Okay. Up. Okay. My husband takes a long time to make decisions. Most of the time, we are good at making decisions together. But sometimes, he can take a while to decide what he wants to do. Usually, I'm okay with letting him take his time. And I can be pretty relaxed about it. However, when the decision affects me and others' perception of me, I start to get really worked up about it. I try not to nag. And I try to come up with a timeline when he can have a decision made. But when I do that, he feels like I am controlling him. I am a two on the Enneagram. So, I care a lot of what people think of me. My husband is an eight. Ooh and has fear of being controlled. It's almost like when I ask him about a decision, he takes longer because he doesn't like the feeling of being controlled. It's so frustrating. And again, most of the time it doesn't matter, but sometimes he just needs to make up his mind. You'll probably need to condense this somehow. (laughs) Also, just thinking, I should try the clearing structure. I tried a version of it last night on the fly, but I should really sit down and think on it. How can we make decisions together while not making each other crazy? How can we honor our differences in the process while still being able to make decisions? Thanks for all y'all do. It's really such a gift to so many out there, and I'm praying that you guys 
guys can get paid back for all the hard work you put into helping couples succeed. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for those nice comments yes. at the end. And this is so funny because as we dig more into the Enneagram, we're like, we have a buttload of friends who one is a two and the <laughs> other is an eight. And the man and is always an eight and the woman is always the two. Right. And your dad is an eight. Thanks for as telling the world. <laughs> Somebody's dad I'm is an eight. Kidding. <laughs> your dad listened to the show yeah, always <laughs> on his uh flip phone <laughs> um no it is interesting though so i would highly recommend if you have not listened to sleeping at last podcast about the enneagram number eight i would highly listen suggest listening to it it is sleeping at last podcast enneagram number eight there's a song mm. that goes along with it and essentially it talks about how an eight and i could you know we're not enneagram coaches so don't like Get mad at us if we get this wrong. But basically, it's like eights will do anything other than kind of bow down to the will of others. And that is evidence. Is it the individualist? I don't know. No, that's not an eight. Somebody says, I'm an eight. Husband's a nine. I'm a nine. <laughs> What's so funny uh, that was that? just funny. Uh, but but in the relationships that we know of our friends who mm-hmm. where the wife is a two and the husband is an eight, and there's many of them, it, it is like this all the time. The mm-hmm. wife is like, because a two is the helper. Mm. Um, an eight, I cannot remember what the eight is. If you can think of what the eight is called. Maybe uh, it's the individualist. That's uh, why I listen no, to you No, it's guys. not the individualist. <laughs> it's not. It, that's number four. Mm. Uh, but the eight is like super bullheaded, <clears throat> they will sacrifice relationships to be right. Mm-hmm. They will, um, and I'm a seven eight wing. So if mm. I'm like uh, a little angry, you're a butthead, not a bullhead. Yeah, uh, but I, that's how I get. Like if I'm irritated, I get very like it's my way or the highway, dingling. And um, but the hardest part about having a two as a spouse is that they are the helper. All they want to do is have relationships. So mm-hmm. they will like bow down to whatever the eight wants to do because they're like, well, if I just do this, then maybe they'll do that. So instead of like confronting your eight partner, they'll say something like, well, I, do, I just know that if I do that, he'll freak out. So instead, I'll leave little hints. I'll just do some mm-hmm. notes and then maybe he'll see what it is. And then like mm-hmm. seven weeks later, the, the point has gotten across that the person could have just said, right. but the eight will not receive it. And mm-hmm. um, like Seth said, my dad, I'm pretty sure is an eight. He definitely... The challenger. Yeah, the challenger. He Thank definitely you. would not take an Enneagram test though. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter and we'll never know. Right. But, uh, but it is really hard because it's like... Uh, if I, my dad will be wrong about something, but talk you into death and be like, no, I was right the whole time. And you're like, no, you weren't. But he's like, yep, I'll spin the universe. I'll rotate the planets to prove that my wrong was right at the expense of our relationship. And Mm. that's one of the hardest things. Maybe you're an eight. Your mom's an eight. (laughs) But (laughs) okay. So we're not answering the question. Yeah. You start answering it. I have to charge the computer. So go. What? You're leaving me solo. This is embarrassing. Okay. So, um, okay, decision. This is what I was thinking about. Maybe a pros and cons list of decisions. Like, I would like to have more context here. It's like, where do we go to eat? Or what kind of new car do we buy? I don't know. I don't know what it is here. And let's see. feels like I'm controlling him. Okay, well, maybe I would ask, how are you suggesting things? Are you saying, well, you always take forever to do this, so we should have just done it my way? kind of thing. I don't know if that's the I context. If there are two, you, I doubt it. Okay. So I need more context on this. Sorry, you leaving threw me off. Oh, sorry. No, um, that's fine. I would say one of the things I could I could imagine that might work is if you could do something where it felt less pointed at him, uh, like like um, 
instead of being like, I need you to come up with a thing by this time, uh, you might quit. I'm Stop. waving at people. Don't. You're going to screw it up. <laughs> You're going to like send it to a different thing and then we'll have to start over. Uh, there You'll could be something where you say, um, you point it back to yourself. So you would go, I would like to be prepared for our vacation coming up in two weeks. Uh, can you give me a list of things you'd like to do by Tuesday? Maybe that's helpful. Like mm -hmm. that's saying, I want to be prepared. I would like a list. Not, you never give me a list. You, you, you. Right. right? That's one idea. You could use... Um, clearing structure. The clearing structure, which mm -hmm. um, she said she tried to use the clearing structure. And I would, yeah, sit down with it. Open it up and really sit down with it and think through it. We have a video too um, about the clearing structure that you should be able to access mm -hmm. on the website, anatomyofmarriage.com, click tools, and there should be clearing structure and a video link so you can watch us talk through how to use the clearing structure in case it's confusing because it is a little bit weird. Um, yeah, there's an example of us um, talking yeah. through it. And so that's an idea. But then the other thought too is that you take the time to write out, like email the things that you need very specifically. And again, frame them like you need help with something. I, actually, you know what? I bet that's a, I bet that's a genius way to do it. Cause that's like my dad's total Achilles heel. Oh, if right. You, you can say, I, I need, I need quit, your thinking on this. <laughs> you talk over me Excuse like a me? thousand. His Achilles Excuse heel me. is if he thinks he can help you. So I would see mm -hmm. if maybe you, I mean, that's a total manipulation, but we manipulate people all the time. So try it. See if it works. Say, I really need your help. I'm struggling with finding the blah. Yeah. And I mean, as, as sort of maladaptive as that could be, or not totally like mm. normal, if that, I, I promise you, a two and an eight is not a great pairing. It's a very hard pairing. And I've, I've seen it play out in very close relationships. And it's like, do what you can, sister. So we have an episode coming out where we interviewed uh, your Enneagram coach, uh, Beth, Beth and uh, Jeff. Jeff, and they are awesome, and mm -hmm. they are coming out with a series of books of like pairing like, okay, how does a two go with an eight, yeah, or an eight with a two, or a nine and a seven? All the pairings, there's 45 different pairings, and that stuff comes out, I think, in October, and that episode is going to come out soon, I think, we the next couple it, of weeks. Yeah. And they are awesome. We learned a ton from them. Mm -hmm. So definitely look out for that and use it as a resource. YourEnneagramCoach.com. Mm -hmm. You can also search uh, two and an eight Enneagram marriage, and mm -hmm. you'll get information about it on, mm -hmm. like, I think it's Enneagram Institute or something. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's see. That's what we, that's what was for pairing and ended in the breakup was me recently. She was an eight. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Except it's hard. She was an eight. It's yeah. really hard. And I think that's how when I was in my unhealthiest phase, I was an eight, I think. Like I was like an eight. It was like my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. My husband and I are both self-employed and work from home. A few years ago, my husband's business took a turn for the worst. At the time, we just had our fourth baby and I wasn't working much. I got nervous about finances and tried to talk to him about making a plan for how we could stabilize our income. Apparently, I did a bad job communicating it and all he heard was that I didn't believe in him or trust him and all he was good for was a paycheck. Since, that Since then, he has spiraled into a deep depression. His business has only gotten worse. I have stepped up and am financially supporting our family. My husband refuses to forgive me and move on from my the many hurtful things I've said to him over the years. <clears throat> I do not think I'm being mean, and I'm having a hard time totally taking everything I've said back, because even in the end, I feel like all I'm asking of him is to find a way to be happy with the family 
Mm, what? The family? The family he has and look for a job that will help him contribute financially. There's a lot else going on here, but ultimately I feel like it comes down to my husband having a fixed mindset and a negative outlook on life. I don't know how to help him or out, out, of, out, of, out of his slump. slump when he won't help himself. I believe in him that he is a good person capable of so much, but he says that he wishes that if it were enough to be just in love. I do love him, but it is is it too much to expect that the person you love also grow up a little bit and deal with the responsibilities of life? Um, okay. I have a thought of this. Uh, this question... Sounds like me. <laughs> sounds like you, and it sounds like a fair bit of judgment, and I don't think that you actually did a good job telling him anything. Honestly. Now, if I'm wrong, please write in. I'm not trying to bash you. I'm trying to lovingly look in between the lines of this. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, you said, uh, let's see. Oh, where did you say it? You said, apparently, I did a bad job of communicating. That's sarcasm. How about this? (laughs) I did a bad job of communicating, and I didn't say it with love or kindness or connection or anything. And I have a fixed mindset on how I say things. Boom, said it. Hashtag facts. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, actually one of the reasons I really love this question is that it is so much like how I have been in the past. Um, it's incredibly judgmental, right? Coming from soul sister here. <laughs> uh, and it's very hard to see that when that's how you think, because I would be like, well, <laughs> great. Apparently I did a bad job because Seth does, he's still depressed. Like that's the crappiest way to treat someone. And mm-hmm. I've treated you that way for a, most of our lives together. Facts. <laughs> but the but what's um, exciting about it is that you lovingly have people who can say, hey, sister, I don't think you actually did a good job. Even the very last sentence is something I think is very telling. I do love him, but is it too much to expect that the person you love also grow up a little bit? Right? Like, that's terrible to say. Right. <laughs> Don't say that. So, but then, okay, maybe your husband is going through a depression. So, that is really hard to deal with, having a mm-hmm. uh, a spouse with major depression, mm-hmm. d- d- depressive disorder. That is really, really hard. Or it could be post postpartum, anything. Mm-hmm. That is really, really hard. So, I want you to, like, I don't know, come at this with love and empathy and acceptance and you probably have said a bunch of mean things and it just it it doesn't mean your husband is a wuss and a mama's boy uh-uh. or whatever it's just like okay let me tell you this lady um a woman's words a wife's words to a man literally unless you're an eight <laughs> literally can mean everything and i don't know if you know this but you have the power to literally blow me up in a good way, just like, let's crush life. Like John Cena. Like John Cena. The Rock. As our kids would say, or The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, my favorite. Or totally put down. George Costanza. (laughs) Yes. Totally just like... Tear you apart. Make depressed, right? And, you know, we always talk about, okay, we need to be differentiated, and we are our own person, find our own happiness, which is very true. However, if if a, a husband's or wife's words are encouraging, uplifting, um, life-giving, like we talk about, I want to be a life-giving person. I want to breathe life into Melanie and breathe life into our children and breathe life into anything that I do. Or it can literally 
breathe death. Not like, oh, you know, but like it's not seen in the Lord of the Rocks. Lord, Lord of the Rocks. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, one of the lady talks is talking to Grima Wormtongue and says, your oh, words yeah. are poison, right? Mm-hmm. Your words are poison. That's and a great they scene. can literally be that, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say something funny, but I'm not. Okay. Um, can I speak? Yes, go ahead. So what I, the image that comes to my mind and I was, like I said, this is exactly what I was doing to Seth forever. I, so there's like two or three parts to this. One, I, there's obviously fear. You're saying my husband isn't paying the bills. Financial, you have financial fear. You are turning that fear into a weapon and you're aiming it at your husband, right? And it's mm-hmm. coming out instead of, and, and here's what I would suggest. Instead of doing that, instead of going, why can't you grow up? Why can't you whatever? Because see, when you're doing that, you are attacking your partner mm-hmm. and, and you were like a whipped dog, like a beat dog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you were like, cowering from me emotionally or scared of me like your tail was tucked under emotionally and relationally for a very long time because i had a switch and was just like smacking the crap out of you Mm -hmm. all the time because i was like what you can't emotionally this and you can't that so i was like constantly harming seth emotionally and relationally and just like after him all the time and so then yeah he cowered down but it had had i excuse me had I sat with my fear first and sort of meditated on it, written it down, parsed it out, like if I went, okay, Seth isn't making enough money and, and this is what I'm afraid of ha- happening. So because what you're afraid, like, we're going to go into debt, we're going to lose our house, we're going to whatever, and you're taking all of that pent-up energy and just like funneling it at your partner, right? Instead of doing that, um, which will only be damaging, write your fears down, get them out of your head, Get them completely out of your body, right? Write them down. And then say, okay, what's the space between my fears and a potential solution? And how can I bring that thing? Like maybe it's a different job. Maybe, maybe you know, we work different hours or whatever that is. How can I bring that to my partner in a way that's generative, life-giving, loving, and helpful? Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is you're like, support me more, give me more, love me more. And you're just like pushing and pushing and pushing and mm-hmm. pushing. And he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. But you're like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, an, I mean, it's like fighting with a kid. No, you're not. Right. Right? It's the worst. Yeah. And they... Uh, the, the way that you're talking to your husband, is it setting him him up for defense or is it setting him up for a conversation? Right? And, I, and I'm, I have very, very strong feelings about this. And I think this is probably, hopefully it is helpful. But I, I, I see a bunch of couples where the, the husband is the one that just like breaks down his wife and he's like um, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, and sometimes in uh, worst case scenarios where I've had this before, physically abusive and, you know, there's CPS calls and all that stuff. But I just look at that guy and go, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You are such the worst person. You are a jerk. You are like tearing her. So it all goes back to like, okay, what kind of emotional stability mm-hmm. do you have? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this lady is, is that extreme case, but I have no heart for like guys that do that. And mm-hmm. I think you almost have, well, you have an empathetic heart for women. Like you can't do that. Wake well, up. Only you because know? It, you just said, I don't know what they're doing when they like why they would do it. They're, they're doing what they know. Mm-hmm. So I would ask this listener, do your parents do this? Does your mom do this to your dad? Does your dad like it? Like, that's the kind of things that you look into your family line and go, mm. oh, aunt so-and-so does that to uncle whoever all mm-hmm. the time. And mm-hmm. it's the worst. And I don't want right. to make that part of our marriage. Josh says, I don't know if it's me, it's but 
When I feel my character's attacked, even if it isn't something true, I shut down. As a man, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because I've talked about this before. We have a there's a thing in um, psychology called our preferred view. Like mm-hmm. I have a preferred view of myself that I am strong and trustworthy and mm-hmm. solid and all this stuff. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not. But if Melanie is like attacks all those things, uh-huh. attacks all those um, tenets of my preferred view, then I'm like, yeah, I typically do shut down too. I'm like. I don't need mm-hmm. you. Don't even want to look at mm-hmm. you. Right? Well, it's like fight, flight, freeze. Your brain, yeah. your amygdala goes like red alert, red alert. Mm-hmm. And you, it just goes boom. And so you like, can shut down completely. And I then out of here. Yeah. And then think about that. So if you have like, if I have said something that makes you feel bad, mm-hmm. your brain is now in lizard mode. You've lost the thinking part of your brain and you're in like paleo lizard brain mode. Liz mode. Liz mode. Lizmo. And then, um, I continue to poke at you. Mm-hmm. You're like in an animal state and I'm like, see, 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 you don't? Stop you doing didn't? that. Okay. Makes me um, uncomfortable. I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. But so that's the point. Like it, you have to see that you're per, like perpetually attacking him, especially if you've insulted him, is only going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. It's only going to make him want to like scooch farther away like a dog, mm-hmm. trying to get away from someone who's kicking them. And guess what? Most likely you're not seeing this and you're not doing it on purpose. So there is where we want to give some grace. It's like, okay, you're doing this. We're not attacking you. We're saying, hey, this is a real growth point for you. So take it, Yeah. right? Grow from it. We pray that you grow from it, mm-hmm. right? I'm so thankful that you grew. I'm so thankful that I grew. Somebody says, Gina from Sexy Marriage Radio also, also says that always, says that, always says that a woman's greatest privilege is to inspire the best in our husbands and help bring that out. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And same thing for the, the husbands to the wives. You know, um, I have this saying that I've been saying every day. It's, uh, what is it? I aspire, uh, I aspire, no. It's on your phone. I oh crap! It what says is it? I expand and in abundance, success and love and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. Right, so that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, Nicole says truth exclamation point. That's right, and but yeah, I want to say like, um, really take these words to heart, I guess, because this is a very hard thing to acknowledge about yourself that you're kind of mean. And I had to, I only figured that out when my, one of my better friends, one of is like kind of was my best friend at the time told me, she, mm. you're really mean. And I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you are. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. But when, uh, when she said it, I actually listened. Mm-hmm. So this is me saying you're mean. It's okay to be mean sometimes, mm-hmm. but not to your partner, not to the people you love the most. Do not save your worst for the people you love the best. That's what I was doing. Oh, that's Lots good. of people do that. Please don't do that. It's so destructive. Don't save your worst for the people you love most. Woo. And I did literally did that for years. And the other thing too, total, totally related, but it won't sound related for a moment. Mm. I had a, a brief thought last night that as part of why I couldn't sleep, I was mm. so excited. I had this realization. I was like, oh my gosh, I have trained myself to be perpetually unhappy. I have trained myself to find, to be annoyed, to, ah, the kids did that, gross. I have to clean the sink, ew, I'm so Mm -hmm. mad right now. And I literally was like, never, I didn't realize, I couldn't, I wasn't realizing that I could choose joy at any moment, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I was irritated making the kids lunch, and I was like, what the crap am I irritated about now? Why am I mad? Oh, I have three healthy kids and a friend over, and I have to make them PB&Js? Should I really be mad right now? And this, what, why are you, 
why are you like grimacing? <laughs> but I literally was so excited when I realized I could choose, I can lay joy on the top of any moment that I am in. I can a overlay PB and joy. A PB and joy. Oh, Hattie. <laughs> um, but I can literally hey, create any, I can turn any moment from being um, what I was perceiving as irritating and make it positive. But it takes a mindset shift. And I was addicted to being upset, y'all. I was addicted to being irritated, finding fault, figuring out what was um, like terrible about my life. And changing that mindset is going to be super exciting. I'm super mm -hmm. excited about it. And I literally couldn't sleep. I, I was like it. so excited last night. Okay, here's another thing. When we're segueing to the end of the show, something I'm excited about. July 25th. Four days after my birthday, yes. Yes, four days after your birthday. Van, size eight and a half with a zipper at the back, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> July 25th, 2019, the very first Seattle AOM meetup. Well, it's the very first AOM meetup, but we're going to meet at a cool place somewhere in Seattle. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have food. We're going to have socialization time. And guess what? Guess the freak what? You what? can only get tickets on Eventbrite, and I haven't created the link yet, but... It's free. <laughs> it's free. I was thinking back and forth. Should we charge $10? Should we charge $5 just for charged. whatever? Whatever. But it's going to be free. Donation optional. But you have to go to Eventbrite to get tickets and to get the location venue, the venue location of the thing. So uh, July 25th, it's, it's going to be rad. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Seattle. Mm -hmm. It's the summer. It's the best time to be here so if you live in portland if you live in vancouver bc if you live in walla walla washington drive out we're gonna party it's gonna really 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 be fun dang come to the dmv what is what is the dmv I don't, isn't that like the driver's D division of motor vehicles <laughs> yeah. okay that's cool i don't need to i don't need to uh change my license so i'm not gonna go to the dmv no i know that stands for something but i don't know where so you guys remember uh, audiobooks are the thing. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. We want you to grow. We want you to have a growth mindset and read all the books that we have because it's amazing. Hattie, got anything to say, sister? Hi. Say, say, say have a good morning. Have a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you. Oh, DC. Okay. DC, Maryland, Virginia. Oh, yes. I would love to go to Virginia Beach. Uh, I actually, I've been there before, but I would love to go there mm -hmm. again. Anyway, love you guys. Have an awesome day. See you tomorrow. Also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's really, really, really helpful. And send in your questions. Uh, no question is off limits. That's right. Have a wonderful day. We right. love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.